Good morning. Welcome to Crazy Mom Study. I'm Leslie Rivera. I'm a doctorate of physical therapy. I'm very proud of this title, not only because I love my career, it makes me very happy, but because I earned the doctor title when I went back to school as a mom of two kids. Today is a day that I'd like to share a few of my favorite study tips that I picked up going to school. I don't know if these study tips are necessarily validated by researcher experts per se, except for one. There is one for sure that's validated. But what I do know is because I had to study in smaller portions of time, because I, my distraction level was high, I was studying late at night, or I had 30 minutes when a classmate had an hour to do something, I really had to be on top of learning what would work for me personally and kind of help me stick to a crazy schedule to just keep my head above water. So this is just a few things that were really beneficial to me. I'm going to start off pretty easily with one that I kind of think of as my hidden superpower. And that is I taught myself to be able to study anywhere. So many people I know tell me they can only study in the library with quiet. They've got noise-canceling headphones on. And that's great. If that's what it takes for you to study, then I'm not here to change that. But what I learned was when I was more flexible about where I studied, I found bigger pockets of time. My absolute favorite place to study is always a coffee shop because I actually like a small level of noise. I loved having caffeine and snacks nearby. I like the camaraderie of other people being there to study and do homework. It's also a really nice mental break when you need to just look away from your laptop and you can uh, sit back with a cup of coffee and watch people come and go. So that was my favorite. But then I also found little things like if I left campus right after class, I could beat some traffic and there was a park right next to my house. So if I got there quickly enough, I would actually just leave my car, grab my notes, sit on a bench in the sunshine and read and study there. That was really pleasant, and I'm glad I opened myself up to that. Other places I've studied was in my car. If I had an appointment, sometimes I'd just leave an extra 20, 30 minutes early, go and park wherever I needed to be, yank out some flashcards or a textbook, and I'd have 20 or 30 minutes to review in peace and quiet. Cars are remarkably peace and peaceful to be inside. And the great thing about that was I didn't have to find time to get out of the car, hope I could find a bench that I could study at. I was already there. I was comfortable. And then my other personal favorite place, well, I think I've said personal favorite multiple times, but I have a lot of places that I liked. So one more that I really liked was walking on a treadmill. This one is actually backed by science. Um, if you reference my blog, I did put one footnote on there of at least one study, but I assure you there are many studies that will back this one. Um, the one I referenced was by Sabine Schaefer. There's evidence that memory is improved when you study while walking on a treadmill at your chosen speed. I did this a lot. Flashcards, iPads, phones are really great tools that make this possible. And, you know, it helps out a lot when you're a parent because you're already trying to balance when are you going to study, when are you going to do homework, when are you going to be with your kids, you have to get some laundry done, you still need to sleep, you have to get some physical exercise to stay mentally sharp. And it all adds up. And this one kind of combines two of them. 
And it's also really hard to fall asleep when you're walking on a treadmill because I did that one a lot, dozing off while studying. So that was really nice. And then I call this my secret or my superpower because it's not only opening up pockets of time when I was flexible, but it helped with stress during exam days. There are many times when you're taking an exam and there's little sounds in the background I was never phased by those. And if you are taking a test, take a moment and look around. If you hear any noise, just glance around the room and you'll see there are some people who are really stressed out and affected by the slightest sounds during a test. Well, I'm already twice as tired as everybody else. I don't need to be affected by noise as well. And one really good example was we were taking an exam. I think the class was neuroanatomy, so it was a really tough class. And that classroom happened to be next to a student union where there was a ping pong table and other games. And some guys were in there playing and cheering and laughing, just, you know, doing what students do on a break. I didn't notice this. The only time I noticed it was when I realized people around me had been going up to the professor to ask him to go talk to those boys about keeping it down. And he was making an announcement that he would go do his best to quiet it down. I had not noticed, and that makes me feel so good that it was one less thing to be stressed out about. So really, adapting yourself to studying also pays off during exam time. The next thing that I learned, really I do encourage you to look at the blog for this one, but I learned how to make outlines in a different method. Most people know a basic bullet point. You know, you have A, B, C, D, E with sub-bullet points, one, two, three, four, sometimes even sub-bullet points under that. I've never been a huge fan of it. I used it because it's easy to create, but it's never flowed for me in rereading my notes, and not everything seems to fit into this format. My first trimester of school, I actually had a classmate, Lauren, and she showed me her format where she uses a table instead of a bullet point list. The table was great. She took it right off of the PowerPoint slides. So it's two columns. Column on the left would have the title of the PowerPoint slide. Column on the right has all the information from the PowerPoint slide in it. Um, Again, there's a photo of this on the blog. But what really liked about this is, first of all, it was something I could set up really quickly and pretty easily before class. If the professor put the PowerPoint slides online, I would set up this framework. During class, I could take notes right into it. When reading, if I was reading it and needed to take a break, for some reason this format really helped me keep my place better than any other format. And basically what I noticed was, okay, set up the PowerPoint slides and advance into my table, go through lecture, add to this table while the professor's talking. If the professor talked quickly, I would record the lecture and then go through a third time and update the notes. And then if there were facts on there that I wanted to make flashcards or anything, I would go through a fourth time. And so this format, it was not only easier for me to read, but I was going through my notes twice before class was even over. Three times to update if I had a recording. Four times right away to make flashcards. And it was easier to do in shorter spurts. It didn't take hours upon hours. And it was fantastic. It really made a difference to my attention span and how often I saw the information. Okay, and then in that, you just heard me mention flashcards. I know these seem outdated, but flashcards actually work great for me. 
I personally don't use the electronic kind, which more power to people who do. I like the handwritten kind. Um, I find that handwriting the flashcards help the information stick in my brain better. And what I would do is I would make the cards as short and simple as I could. Take one small fact that I had to memorize per card. So just an example, I had to know some common blood lab values. Um, I'll use hematocrit as an example. So according to the American College of Physicians, for males, the average rate is 41 to 51 percent. Females, it's 36 to 47 percent. So my flashcard, I would have one that would say hematocrit males on one side, 41 to 51 percent on the other, and a second card for hematocrit females, 30 on one side and 36 to 47 percent on the other side. And that would help me not mix up the numbers as well because they're two facts, they're completely separate. And then when I would review these cards, um, I would actually shuffle them while I did it. You don't get tested on facts in the same order every single time you take a test. It's always jumbled. So I would jumble up the cards and then that way I would just have the pure facts memorized and not have a pattern to it. And I found these so useful if I had an unexpected 10 minutes, like I said, get to an appointment early, you've got 10 minutes, flashcards were great. Want to hop on a treadmill, they're small, they're portable, flashcards were great for that. And then every time I knew a card really well, if I didn't even need to flip it to know what it said, I would just set that card aside and only focus on the ones that I didn't know. And then if I had a cumulative exam coming up, I'd sometimes slip in those old cards just to make sure I still remembered them. And like I said, if electronic works better for you, we've all got a phone in our pocket, that's just one more beneficial tool. And that actually brings me to my final point that I learned. And that was actually working with classmates beyond the study group. Most of the time when you think of working with others, you're thinking of a session in the library as a study group. As a parent, I did not have the luxury of that. They were always meeting at times when I had to be home and be mommy. But that doesn't mean we didn't help each other out. I had a classmate who loved to create quizlets. And it really helped him study to create them. And so he would just share them with everyone. And we all benefited from that. I had a classmate who loved to write mock exams, set up practical exams, because that's what helped him study. And then he would share them. So we all got to use those tools to study. As I mentioned earlier, the outline format that I really like came from a classmate who was willing to talk to me about her style. And this kind of helped me realize that when people started telling me, I don't know how you're balancing time, I don't know how you do it, instead of sitting back saying, oh my God, you're right, I'm so exhausted, I have no idea how I'm doing this. Instead of doing that, I actually started putting thought into my time management, and then I was able to share some of my lessons with classmates when they were feeling overwhelmed. And so, like I said, helping people out doesn't mean a study group. It means talking to each other and helping each other. And it's really tempting, especially with a higher degrees, to get very competitive with classmates. You're all trying to do your best. You want to brag a little bit. Set aside the competition. Help each other out. You will all do better. Classes are way more interesting and way more collaborative. And on top of that, you will save yourself a lot of wasted time when you're sharing with somebody else's effort and you're helping them save time too. 
So again, these were just a few of my favorite study tips that kind of stick in my head. They're not the only ones I have, but they're kind of my go-tos when people start asking, how did I pull this off? If none of this is helpful to you, don't feel bad about that. I had, I mean, at least for sure, my first couple trimesters, I had a lot of near fails trying to figure this out. So if this isn't helpful to you, that's okay. Ask classmates, ask your professors what they recommend. And if you're still not sure, there are tutors and professionals out there who make it their entire business to help people study. And if that's what you need to do, go for it. They're doing this for a reason. There's no shame in saying you need an outside perspective on how to tackle a tough course because you have more on your mind than a typical student. I literally created this because I had to call for help more than once to figure out how to tackle this degree. And now I'm here to share, and I hope that many of you who are also in the same position are going to figure out some tips and tricks and be willing to share it, and we can help parents as a whole feel more like themselves, feel like we can achieve these goals. So now, go study. Pass that next test. Don't forget to sleep well the night before an exam. You got this.